Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program, available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Bucknutters. It is Thursday, September 8th, 2022. I am Dan Rubin. This is the Bucknuts Morning Five and Change. Those of you on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube, I have to admit, I'm not sure you're on YouTube. We are doing some technical updates to our YouTube page, so there's a chance this will be a limited YouTube crowd, but you can see the beautiful faces. Bill Curlick and Mark Porter. Gentlemen, how goes it? Going well this morning. Bill, you tried to get a comment in there right as we started the show. I hope it wasn't anything super, super relevant because, as you know, I'm not able to juggle that many topics at once. One topic <laughs> nope. I want to – go ahead. I, I said nope, not – not uh, go right on. Yeah, like I've always said, and I think everyone who has a radio show is – obligated to tell you that the chatter we have before the show and after the show is better than the show, but that's being played on C-SPAN for premium users. So see if you can get that. However, let's start by looking back. You notice the red surrounding buck nuts here. There was a red carpet to rival all red carpets this past weekend. It was a star-studded affair as Ohio State beat Notre Dame in the shoe, the marquee of the weekend, really in sports, if you judge it by the clientele that was there. I think the dream team would be struggling if they didn't get to use guys who were at that game. 
It was very impressive. Bill, you covered it as well as it could be covered. There was a ton of dudes there. Why not tell us two or three guys you think this really had an impact on? Well, that's kind of hard because it had a huge impact on so many. But, um, you know, I would I would probably, if I had to limit it to, to just a few, Ian Moore would be one of them, certainly the offensive lineman from New Palestine, Indiana. Um, you know, he was at Ohio State's camp in June. Mark and I saw him there, and uh, I liked him a lot. I think Mark did too. Um, yeah, he, he's, a, he's an ex- excellent prospect that Ohio State – is recruiting uh, for any of the five offensive line positions. And and I had an interview with him right away on Sunday morning, and I, I really like where Ohio State stands with him. Um, another one that I think that uh, they certainly impressed was Demarion Witten. And Mark and I, of course, have seen him. He's a Cleveland Glenville guy, and, and uh, he got offered by Ohio State uh, just a couple days ago. Uh, like where High State stands with him, and, and there's another a number of them. Of course, we got to talk about the big three: Mateo, of course, Keon Keeley, and Damon Wilson, and all three of them had a great, great time at Ohio State on Saturday. Um, you know, as I wrote on Sunday night in my column, going into the weekend, I thought that the High State would be very happy with getting one of those three. Uh, outside chance of two, no way three. Coming out of the weekend, I, I I think that they will very likely get at least one of them. I would not at all put past them getting two of them. So I think they helped their chances with those three as well. Ian Moore, by the way, was crystal balled by Steve Wiltfong. Uh, he is an Indiana native. Both of those guys are, by the way, Ian Moore and Steve Wiltfong. So that may carry a little bit more juice. Mark, tell us about Demarion Witten. Uh, we know about Arvell Reese. We know about Bryce West. I believe, is it Freddie Johnson is the next guy after that? We hadn't heard as much about Demarion Witten. I said to Bill before the show, I am always in favor of offering tight ends with the last name Witten. I think it bodes well for his future. Tell us about who Demarion Witten is, what type of prospect he is, and then if you feel like he's got a vibe. Yeah, uh, I guess the vibe on him is when I saw him over the summer and other times, you know, he really doesn't look like a tight end yet. Your traditional bulky blocking tight end. He looks very athletic. So I think the uh, vibe on him before is let's figure out what he's going to be in college. And I still am not sure where he exactly ends up because I think he's athlete. Uh, He's a guy that runs really well. He has the size. He has the athletic profile on defense. He could do a number of different uh, positions over there. So I think he's one of those guys you take and see where it goes. But I think what they like on him is what they're seeing on film, the explosiveness, the athleticness. And, of course, we're going to break him down this week and give the Bucknutters a little more of an insight of what we're actually talking about here. But versatility is probably the word I'd put with Witten when it comes to tight end right now. Yeah, it used to be the athlete was more of a scat back type. If you look now, the athlete tends to be almost – defense that tight end slash outside linebacker size guy they can't really figure out where they want to put yet maybe because the high school college and pro game that player kind of varies in terms of where they can be effective but always good to get another glenville guy in the mix a college coach talked to me one time 
And he said, we'll take as many six four, six five guys that can run as possible. Yeah. We'll just take them all because there's not that many in existence. So that tight end body, that six five, you know, six four guy that flies around, yeah. uh, there's not many of them. In Ohio, you only have about five scholarship tight ends a year, maybe a few more in some years, and a lot of them aren't this high echelon type talent. So that's really what you're buying is that rare body type. And, and we could go on defense and name way more guys that are 6'5", 210, and 220 that we've taken. And you're not sure if they're outside linebacker, defensive end, and you just let it work out on the campus. And, and speaking of Mark talked about uh, Witten's versatility, I saw Glenville play Olentangy Liberty a couple few weeks ago in, in what turned out to be a surprisingly close game. It got really interesting at the end. Uh, Glenville, I think, set the world record for penalties that night. Uh, some of them legit. Some of them nah, might have been a little home cooking, to be honest. And in fact, uh, one play on the sideline, they called Glenville for a pass interference was right in front of me. And and uh, even an old and tangy person was standing next to me said, that was not interference. And, it, and it, it, it was kind of a phantom call, but that does happen. Glenville overcame. And uh, speaking to Witten's versatility, that night he played a lot of tight end and he did, you know, had some nice combination blocks, by the way, with Fred Johnson, who Marcus talked about, the offensive tackle. Uh, Witten also split out a wide receiver at times. When the game started to get tight at the end, and it did get tight, he went in on defense and, and uh, played there and played a couple different spots. Yeah, he is very versatile. He's six foot four, two hundred fifteen. And when I first walked in, um, physically, three guys stood out to me physically when I first walked in. Arvell Reese, obviously, he just looks big. He looks tall. He looks long. So does Witten. And then Fred Johnson is huge. Uh, the other guy, of course, is Bryce West. He doesn't stand out physically because he's five eleven and about one hundred eighty pounds, but he's tremendous. There were some other incredible, okay, let's put a, a bow on the weekend. One of them was in, there was a picture taken of Brian Hartline, some uh, current recruits to Brandon Ennis and Bryson Rogers of the world. And then some the Curtis Samuel, Terry McLaurin and Jeremiah Smith was in that picture. The Florida Andrew Ivins has long said he'd been crystal balled. Steve Wilfong put one in. You actually put the crystal ball in a long time ago. I have to assume, and we're kind of just rolling in the mud here and uh, just enjoying our greatness, but nothing changed with Jeremiah Smith. And by the way, if you look at that picture with all the other dudes, he might be the biggest one in there. No, I, I did crystal ball Jeremiah Smith a, a long, long time ago. <clears throat> I don't know, maybe seven months ago, I'm guessing, just right off the top of my head. Um, I, I continue to like where Ohio State stands. And you, you speak about nothing has changed, Dan. At one time, he seemed really, really close to going ahead and, and, and making his decision early. And that decision, I was convinced, was going to be Ohio State. And, and then he kind of backed off, wanted to go through the process. And, and uh, that's kind of where it stands now still. It's, it's looking more and more like he's going to, to continue to go through the process. But when that process is over, I continue to like Ohio State a lot. Yeah, another guy in that picture, Jojo Trader, a Floridian who was close to Jeremiah Smith. He's on his third high school, so I get a little nervous about doing that, but Ohio State is in it to win it with him. 
We will take a quick break here and come back and talk about the great state of Ohio. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the US and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's and Brooklinen and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24/7 help is there to support your success every step of the way because businesses that grow grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast introducing the two-way v4 where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance with fuel cell each step feels explosive delivering unparalleled energy return paired with fresh foam experience maximum comfort throughout the game it's lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition the two-way v4 gives you the tools to play at a high level learn more and purchase the two-way for yourself at newbalance.com and we are back. Both of you guys are going to be down my way a little bit this weekend, and we'll get to that. But, Bill, before I get away from last weekend, I want to ask you this one general question. There was a tremendous amount of angst coming out of the big visit weekend um, a while back. They did not get the defensive players they wanted out of it. Now, this weekend was, was compared to that, and it seemed like it went much better. Would you agree the vibe coming out in general now, much better? Oh, it was an absolutely huge help to Ohio State's defensive recruiting, what happened in Ohio Stadium uh, on Saturday night. You know, the defense was tremendously impressive, and kids want to see what they're getting into, and, and I don't blame them. You know, it was going to be hard getting some of those kids in June to go to Ohio State that were great defensive players not knowing what exactly they were getting into. Uh, a lot of kids saw what they're getting into now at Ohio State, and they came away very impressed. I heard so many kids comment, so many recruits comment, that they were so impressed with Jim Knowles' defense. It was dominating. You know, what they allow them, 70 yards, something like that, in the second half and no points. And that was after a pretty darn good first half, too, for that matter. So uh, the attacking aggressive style uh, really appealed to recruits. You know, it was absolutely huge. Uh, And I think that you're going to eventually see that. You're going to see a number of the defensive players that were in Ohio Stadium on Saturday eventually become Buckeyes. Mark, you had a tremendous breakdown of the game. We always do a Buckeye and the Sky from the weekend. School gridiron action. We also do one where you get under the hood and tell us what happened in the Ohio State game. 
let's piggyback on the Jim Knowles commentary. Uh, you were forced to watch a lot of the games last year on tape, i.e. the Oregon and Michigan games. Give us a sense of what you saw schematically different. The term I used and I was going to use today that, that jumped out to me, unfortunately or unfortunately, was a term Ryan Day used yesterday at his press conference. It was decisiveness. When you see athletes play like that, it's fantastic. And I'll tell you one thing I look at, and this is going to sound a little bit oversimplified, but if your team kicks the ball off to start a game, I want it to look like there are 35 guys on kickoff. I think that's emblematic of a team that's ready to get after it. It's emblematic of a team that has athletes they can put on special teams. So Chip Trainum's hit to start the game to me was sort of a, a, a mark of what was to come. But if you could give us some detail on the Knowles upgrade, that would be wonderful. You know, uh, it's night and day from last year. Literally the first play of defense, corner blitz. I mean, not vanilla. I mean, total rotation where last year – when we broke down the Oregon game, we're 40, 50 plays into the game, and we're still in a vanilla defense, and Oregon's just hammering away on our base vanilla looks. So there was no base vanilla looks. Uh, we, we, we put some plays together on the tape where they start off in cover two, they roll to a different version of cover two, and then they end up in cover three. So the, the way they clouded the coverages on every play, you never see what you're getting. And then they set – the players loose. They set athletes loose to go play fast, go play fun, where I think when they were in the defense last year, the linebackers were back at five or six yards reading and, and kind of waiting instead of attacking, where this null style of defense, there's there was guys, we were cover zero, all out man-to-man blitz, no safeties over the top. Uh, he mixed in looks that we haven't seen traditionally over the past couple of years. I can't remember ever seeing no safeties over the top couple zero. So throughout that game, as we broke it down, yeah, we got vanilla looks out of Knowles, but we also got more of an attacking style mixed in there than I think we've ever seen. And like you said, when you have players that want to come somewhere and play and have fun, when they see that type of a defense where if you're a linebacker, you have a chance to go make plays in the backfield. You're not just standing in coverage. Uh, having coached myself, kids don't like to play base defense. They like to do fun things. They like the corner blitz. So I think Knowles kind of showed off his – fun side, but it's also his intelligent side of how do you scheme those type of things in and make them useful and not just be fun and get beat by blitzing and inopportune times. So we saw a lot out of that defense. And I have a feeling I have my work cut out for me each week with that defense because it is complex and you have to pause it and slow it down and actually look at these guys and try to figure out what they're in. I feel sorry for you to have to do more work but I feel good for me that you're doing that because it was hard to watch the defense last year, honestly. And the Dan, good thing Dan, is – go ahead. I want to get back to the real quick what you asked me before. Uh, last week we talked about the point spread, 17 points, and you asked us about that, and I said I thought it was too many points, that it was going to be closer than that. Um, as it turns out – um, it was closer to me in a good way. And I talked about this co- in my column on Sunday. Had they won that game, you know, 48 to 10, that'd have been great. But had they won it 48 to 38, Mm-mm. people would have been saying it's all the same thing. We're going to have to outscore teams and the defense. Winning it 21 to 10 it was tremendous for Ohio State because you know that offense is going to be good. They're going to score points. But 
they showed they're going to be a very good defensive team. And that, you know, is was really, really important. So I think they won that game in a very good way that bodes well for Ohio State's future this season. I just don't think there are many programs. If you look at who played for Ohio State in the Rose Bowl and who's expected to come back, they didn't have their top five wide receivers or top four receivers on the tight end from last year. The idea that you could go then beat a top five team is a shine of depth. So very yeah. impressive. But my comments last week where I thought the offense for Ohio State was going to be the experienced group where – they were going to come in and do it. And then as soon as we lose our top receiver, I'm thinking, well, there goes my prediction of my experience and having something in there where you can go to where, yeah, it, it took a few minutes to retool and get a new number one into that spot and rotate guys around. But they figured it out. And it's nice to have Hunt or uh, Milan. No doubt. And, you know, one thing that's really, really encouraging, we talked about having to see the defense. And that was a huge question. I don't think anyone – like I said, if you look at our page views, anytime we put the name Knowles in a headline, everybody reads it now because <laughs> he was, you know, supposed to be the Messiah and so good. One thing I think we really need to talk about that was positive. Oh, uh, Notre Dame's defensive line is veteran quality, has a couple, has at least one first round pick on there. Their ability to run the ball down their throat at the end of the game, knew it was coming is a very big deal. Ohio State's not going to play a defensive line as that the rest of the season, at least on paper. And they knew we weren't passing the ball very well. And the idea of those two long drives right down their throat, very, very impressive. All right? Yeah. Let, let's talk about uh, that for one second. That zone scheme that Ohio State runs, they don't run gap blocking. They don't run uh, block down and kick out. It's all zone. What zone is, is you're going to reach the guy across from you which is the hardest block in the history of football to make, to, to get the outside shoulder of a guy who doesn't want you to get the outside shoulder. Well, when Ohio State asserts their will against a defensive line like Notre Dame, and when you zone a defense, you essentially break their will. And so I, I like how you guys are bringing this up, that, yeah, under pressure at the end of the game, this offensive line just manned up and almost like uh, cavemen just – walked these guys off the ball from Notre Dame and created holes and created downhill running lanes. So really hats off to them. But if you're doing that in a zone scheme, you are absolutely at the top of the mountain conquering a defensive line, in my opinion, because it's the hardest block to execute. And, yeah. and think about Paris Johnson. After the spring game, people were wondering, is Paris Johnson going to be able to do it at left tackle? Yeah, he didn't have a great, great spring game. Paris Johnson played really well. He was going against uh, a, a guy that um, is going to be probably a, maybe a first-round pick, no worse than a second-round pick in the NFL draft. And you didn't hear that guy's name much after the first series. So Paris Johnson played extremely well, I thought. Yeah, his name is Isaiah Foskey. You read yep. the boarding house yesterday. We had some comments from him in there. I'll tell you this. NFL draft nerd after the first weekend, uh, let's call this week one. I don't know understand week zero, but week one, the two guys I think that in the NFL has gotten really a lot of love on were Paris moving up a tackle and the quarterback at Florida Richardson. So both those guys are prototypes guys who can go in the top five that have no discernible weakness. It's a beauty in the eye of the beholder. Mark from Chris Glover, what is the strength of the class of 2024 in Ohio? And then Bill, Damon Wilson, chess 
piece of hand in the dirt player. Mark? You know what? Uh, Ohio is never known for their defensive backs. We don't have a lot of schools that are playing man-to-man press coverage. We have a lot of schools in Ohio that play zone. In fact, I'd say 80, 90% of the teams I scout are playing zone. So Aaron Scott, Bryce West, having two corners at the top of the class, that could be considered a strength. We haven't offered an offensive lineman in Ohio, Ben Roebuck or Luke Hamilton in 2024. An offensive line is usually a strength. So those offers may be coming, but Ohio State, just like myself, felt that, wow, that is an extremely good defensive back class with Aaron Scott and Bryce West, two guys that are going to be nationally recruited, of course. Uh, and throw on Treon Nichols from down at Withrow. He just picked up Penn State. He has Notre Dame. He has the 40 times we kind of put him in that week one wrap-up of guys we covered. So the defensive back class is getting a little early notoriety for the class of 2024. And as this class develops, that may change. You know, it might be fluent or up and down. But, yeah, two DBs in Ohio. Hats off to Ohio for that. We haven't seen that in a while. Bill, Damon Wilson? They're recruiting him as a defensive end, but – uh, as we've talked about, um, Jim Knowles is, is innovative. He's going to move guys around. He's going to fit guys in. So while they're recruiting as a defensive end, right now he's about 6'4", 230. And I think he could be moved around. Uh, but right now, you know, I think they see his growth potential. And he's a defensive end with the ability, I would say, to eventually perhaps move around some. We're not going to have a ton on the Arkansas State game here on the show today on Saturday uh, Saturday noon, Ohio State plays Arkansas State at the shoe. If it's an issue, there'll be so much more to talk about than recruiting. Uh, if you like young players and you like looking at your program midway through the third quarter to see who's out there, this is the game for you. Speaking of games for you, you guys will both be down passing the Gem City on your way to your Friday night destination. Bill first, then... Mark, where will you be and why? Well, uh, unless things change in the next 24 hours, I'm, my plan is to head to Lakota West, see Lakota West play Cincinnati Oak Hills. Hard, a little bit hard finding Lakota West games to go to because they are really good. If you look at their schedule, um, they don't play, unfortunately for them, uh, a, a lot of teams that are going to be able to match up with them. Uh, Cincinnati Oak Hills is two and one, but still, I, I think uh, Lakota West is going to be expected to dominate that game. But I'll be there predominantly to see Ohio State commitment uh, Malik Hartford, who is a tremendous, I think, safety prospect. Uh, but Lakota West has got a lot of good players. So I'll be looking at some of the others, the younger kids as well. Yeah, I'm jealous. Bill gets to see Lakota West because that is going to be a loaded game. I'm going to go to Lakota East, and you've seen their scores. They've struggled a little bit early on. So I'm going to go check them the first half versus Middletown, and hopefully I get a good first half there where Austin Sierraveld's putting on a show. And then I'm going to go over and see uh, Princeton and Hamilton, two schools that I always check out over there. And it, it matches up really well where during halftime I can get from one game to the other pretty quickly and see four quality teams over there in southwest Ohio that are Division One players and usually perennial powers. And Every one of them has a prospect I'm interested. Maybe not all Ohio State guys, but all of them, especially Princeton, they've been putting out players left and right lately. So I'll be interested to see what they have. The aforementioned Paris Johnson among them. We will have Buckeye in the Sky from the Ohio Gridiron on Monday morning. 
We appreciate our guys stopping by. You have a good one, Bucknutters. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details.